Healthy Living Tuesdays with Ronald Abergy. And hey, good afternoon to you there, Ronald. Are you good? I am great in you, Ernest. I'm fantastic on this beautiful summer's day. Now, now uh, interesting to note here, uh, Ronald, that uh, uh, on average, most people spend about 60% of our time awake at work. I, I suppose it therefore stands to reason that the workplace is a good place to encourage healthy eating. And uh, uh, coincidentally, this week also happens to be National Nutri- Nutrition Week. Now, the focus of this year's campaign overall is healthy eating in the workplace. Now, to get us started, let's talk about the benefits of promoting nutrition in your workplace. What, what can do to promote this? You know, it's very simple. We all know that um, spending time at work is what our adults do in, in South Africa. And when you're at work, you're consuming two, three meals on average because you're at work for eight to ten hours a day. So what employers need to do is facilitate healthier nutrition options or food options at an affordable price for the employees to choose because more often than not, the junk food is the quickest, easiest, and more affordable option, so people will go for that in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly right. The types of food that are available in the office uh, can have a devastating uh, impact, if you like, on weight gain and, and uh, loss, if you like. No, definitely so. I mean, and the options that you have, even from the vending machines, Ernest, you look at the vending machines, they contain, you know, junk food or, or, or snacks that are very high in sugar, salt, and, and preservatives. People people often choose that option for them. And the reason they do that is because it's convenient. And when you find that uh, the workplace environment is one way, if one person is eating one thing and you smell it, you suddenly crave for it if you haven't eaten properly throughout the day. So the workplace is a place where you can literally let your waistline get out of control um, and prevent you from standing on the scale because you will increase in weight and your risk of diseases of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So packing lunch versus buying out, uh, what are the pros and cons? You know, the, the, the pros of packing a lunch is that you know how much of it you are packing. You know, there's no use in packing takeout from, uh, not takeout, uh, take to work food from the supper from the night before if you're taking in, you know, a massive container worth of food because your portion size is still skewed in the wrong direction. So, but packing a lunch allows you as an employee to be in control of what you're putting into your body so that you know that at 10 o'clock you might have a tea break, 3 o'clock is another break, and 1 o'clock is lunch. You can pack accordingly. Whereas if you go to the office, you find that is you're spending money that you might not want to spend on, on food. And number two is the quality of what you're consuming, if it's not controlled, will be negative to your health. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pack lightly and pack, co- pack correctly, as you say. Uh, what should a typical meal consist of? Uh, very simple. We're looking at the right proportion of the right type of carbohydrate. So if you're having uh, a breakfast or a snack, you're looking at having for breakfast, you know, immediately the, the, the bread, low GI bread just to give you enough energy and brain food coupled with some, you know, eggs or protein. If you're looking at lunch, the age old principle applies. Have something that's starchy but in the right starch category. So whole grain pastas, whole wheat pastas, if you want a small portion thereof. Salad definitely goes down well, especially in this hot weather. And people think salad doesn't fill them. Wrong. A salad that is filled with leafy greens and lettuce and cucumbers and all those great healthy things will be very filling. You might even have some left over for a snack later on. Mm -hmm. So really balance the number of proteins and carbohydrates and essential fats per meal. All right. And uh, what's our uh, health fact of the the week? You know, since we're speaking about food, there's been research done by the University of Stellenbosch that has indicated that since 1994, the meat consumption per person in South Africa has increased by 45%. 
from 40 kilograms per person in 1994 to 58 kilograms per person in 2015. But the scariest one of the lot, Ernest, is that soft drink consumption in 1994 per person was approximately 55 litres per year. In 2015, it's close to 100 litres per person in South Africa. Wow. Shocking, shocking stuff. All right, Ronald, we'll leave it on that uh, shocker of a note. We'll chat again uh, next, uh, next Healthy Living Tuesday. Most definitely, and I wish everybody a healthy supper tonight.